Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. Welcome back. 10 minutes past 10. Saturday HQ. Where's the morning go? Honestly came on air three minutes ago and we're... um, we're up to about 10 past 10. Horses on their way to the track. It's, uh, there's plenty happening around the place today. Steve's fix, fixing my text line because I close it inadvertently every single time we get to this point in the morning. IT's not my go. Andrew Hurley, as I say, good morning to you on just a great day of racing all around the place. Hello, mate. Morning, mate. If you uh, didn't bounce out of bed this morning... Thanks, Steve. ...and you're not buzzing with excitement, <laughs> I'd suggest you need to check your pulse because this is just a fantastic day racing rose hill i mean you know back in the day and uh, yeah i'm not getting political about any stretch of the imagination flemington you know was all about flemington well flemington's obviously absolutely outstanding but so's rose hill the golden eagles just an absolute crackerjack but uh, a great support program cannot wait i can tell you Gee, business has been brisk. They've been at it since Wednesday afternoon. Uh, barrier draw sort of Tuesday night with the Golden Eagle, but Wednesday afternoon the whole whole card, and yeah, they, they're into it again this morning. Okay, uh, well, let's go trackside. Darren Flindell will be calling all the action on Golden Eagle Day. And Darren, as we say, good morning to you. On a, on a good four, looks a lovely day in Sydney. Can you set the scene trackside for our listeners? Yes, I've just uh, arrived a short time ago here, Richard, and they're well queued up outside the Might and Power Gate as well to uh, to come in through the members' entrance. And we're in for a, a great day. The track looking in marvellous shape. It's first up for a month, and the rail back in the true position. But the the good four are going. I guess the good four are going today. Now, uh, do we do we really focus on horses that are going to be close to the speed and up on the fence? We've got some big fields. The pace in a lot of these races is going to be very strong. I'll certainly be watching the highway with a great deal of interest just to make sure that those coming down the middle or the wider part of the track are able to make some ground. Uh, absolutely. It's so interesting. He's done the form. He'll be on Sky One uh, all afternoon, keeping um, Andrew Martin company i suppose brad davison as i say hello to you mardo might be a little bit more relaxed today socrates isn't going around how are you mate yeah morning guys yeah you're right he's got uh, what two or three runners on every week uh, lately <laughs> so he's been flying but uh no can't wait for today guys it's such a a great day of racing derby day golden eagle day it's, it's going to be sensational and a, a nice pleasant surprise to wake up to a good four at rose hill i thought we're going to be on a, a five so obviously that tracks in Improving all the time, and um, yeah, it's going to be a terrific day. Can't wait for it. Get your texts in for the guys. Here's your chance. Any questions or queries about the day? If you want to back something, if you need a, a push for a horse, or the boys might put the, the negatives on. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. That's zero four one nine seven six seven two seven two. Hurls will reveal our behind the gates horses soon. Uh, dividends around at nine dollars today. Yeah. We'll, get, we'll get to it shortly, but uh, stay with us till about a quarter to eleven is mm-hmm. when we'll uh, let it go live. And just to remind our listeners, I suppose how how to get on the best way to do it. Yeah, we go to sports today's specials and Wooshka it'll be there up the top at around 10.45 so um, yeah we say it every week sports today's offers today's offers to be precise and Wooshka will be there there's a stack of um, offers there you should peruse those as it is because uh, we've got a stack of offers uh, in relation to top four top two uh, with plenty of races right throughout the afternoon a number of texts uh, coming through to, to you know, Darren and, and Brad you guys may have your your thoughts as well, just with the passing of Gwenda Markle and uh, a lot of lot of oh. tributes coming in on, on, on the text line, uh, Darren, regarding Gwenda. And uh, they're all nice comments because she was just a lovely, lovely lady and she'll be sadly missed. Yeah, yeah did she uh, do Kembla proud over the last uh, decade, some of her achievements and uh, such a popular identity in racing. I was uh, yeah, blown away, devastated to hear that news come through this morning. And obviously Cathy O'Hara... I uh, was very, very close to Gwenda and uh, Kathy. Obviously, grieving today and won't be, uh, won't be riding on the program. Which, by the way, uh, Julia Pressets will take the ride now in the first. That news has only just come through a few minutes ago. Vicky's one, race one, number three. Julia Pressets replacing Kathy O'Hara, not riding today. And Brad, when you uh, look at a, a Gwenda Markle train horse in the form guide, you know they were always going to be fit and ready to rock and roll on race day. Yeah, that's extremely sad news, guys. Sorry, I, I didn't know about that. And, um, gee, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's just deflated me a little bit. Um, yeah, a wonderful lady and a wonderful trainer and 
I echo the, the thought there, Darren. Um, very, very sad loss, and uh, I feel for all those who, who knew Gwenda and um, yeah, thinking of everyone that, that knew her today. And uh, may she rest in peace. Uh, Hurls, I, yeah, I, I went really to Gwenda's stables any number of times, yeah. and uh, you know, she, she, you, she, you sit down with her and, and, and Ross, and they just be on for a chat about everything under the sun, not not just horses. And I'll tell you one thing about Gwenda. You know, when you go to the supermarket, you might buy a, a carton of a dozen eggs, and they're fine. The Gwenda Markle chooks and the Gwenda Markle eggs <laughs> yeah, right. were the best eggs. <laughs> There's nothing better you, you, than freshly to, hatched you'd eggs. You'd go there to talk to horses a bit to, with Gwenda, and as you left, you'd sort of half hope, she's going she's to offer, offer the eggs, isn't she? <laughs> Um, the little things you remember, but yeah. she's, uh, she, she's a beauty. Oh, that's just she blown me away as well. I must say, I wasn't aware of that. But, uh, of course, you know, she won a couple of Group 1s with Grand Zulu and the BMW and Angel of Truth in the in the derby. Very sad passing. So thoughts with all the friends and family. Okay, a few uh, texts coming through here. Let's go to the Nature Strip Stakes yep. for a start. Race number seven on the day. Um, just a lazy $3 million up for grabs. Lost and running. I think it's been the favourite all the way through here. But what's uh, what's the tab market looking like now for race seven, the lost and running? That's nice. Uh, the lost and running. <laughs> it might be. Uh, well, it won't be, next, it won't be next year, but it might be the That's following, right. following so, year. So it's yeah. named after, this race is named after that year's uh, Everest winner. It's the, uh, the previous year's, I think. So it'll be Giga Kick next year. Kick. All yeah. right. All right. We'll clear that up. Yeah. All right. Lost and running is the favourite. 230 to 240. Marzu, 420. No change today. 6 to 650. Private Eye. Eduardo, 8 to 750. Tongue Tie goes off. $11. Mask Crusader. We own a smart one. 18 to 19. Went up as much as 26 on Wednesday afternoon. Kemantari, 34 to 23. It'll be shorter on the tote. Uh, rocketing by a 31 to 26. 34. Brutality. Colding, 70. And Riadini is $101. All right, so that's a look at the market. As far as investment is concerned today, I can tell you that uh, we've got Lost and Running holding clearly the most amount of money today and then we go to Private Eye which is always uh, a very popular horse. Uh, Kementari, yeah, even on the fixed has, uh, has met with support but 240 pretty short. So a few questions here, uh, gents. Let's go through go through the ones relating to this race. Um, Dave from West Hoxton says, "Good morning, guys." Eduardo, a forgive run in the Everest. Pater follows today. Um, that's one question. Uh, the next one uh, is, no one is talking about Private Eye. I'm still recovering from that close <laughs> Everest run. And hey, fellas, don't really understand why no one's talking about Marzu too much. Finish just behind, lost and running. Two back, then made his run with Giga Kick in the Everest and was right there as well. Surely wins, surely just wins from Barrier One. Thoughts, uh, JH Dragon. So I uh, might, um, might come to you. Sorry, Hills, did you have a comment? Uh, I've always got a comment. <laughs> I <laughs> thought we'll you were let... gearing up for something. Yeah, no, I, I am, but we'll let the text be answered first. Um, I suppose, yeah, Darren, the race in a nutshell, and I'm sure you can cover off on, on those horses that people like to know about. Well, in regards to Marzu, uh, firstly, I'm definitely talking about him. I've made him the on-top pick here today. I just think Barrier 1, he's going to get a lovely run into it all of the way. Uh, his run on the Everest was terrific, closing in hard, as opposed to where he's had to come from back in the field and go around them here. I think you'll just get every favour up on the fence. Now, typically these meetings at Rose Hill, where we're on the, on the good going, you want to be you know, somewhere near the speed and somewhere uh, near the rail. So I think Marzu certainly ticks that box. In regards to Eduardo, it really looks like he's going to get a soft lead uh, today. I'm, I'm not sure uh, if there's anything capable of, of going forward to push him at all. I'm sure Riadini would be happy to take the sit behind. And yeah, Eduardo's just going to get such a soft lead. So he may well bounce back uh, here today. Private, I am very worried about the draw because I think overall the pace won't be that strong. So uh, I I've sort of not focused so much there on private eye. I still thought from where he was when he made his run into the Everest there, I really thought he was the winner. And the moment I was looking to call him the winner, in the one sentence I had to get Giga Kick's name out. I couldn't believe how quickly Giga Kick flew up on the outside. But, um, yeah, I've gone with Marzu on top of Lost and Running. But I have to say I was a little bit 
I wasn't sure what to make of that trial we'd lost in running. I know it was only a minor skin infection that ruled him out of the Everest. And I watched his trial here last Friday week behind Saturn Star. And I'm trying to work out, has Saturn Star gone enormous? Because uh, it's going to run a short price favourite at Brownwick on Tuesday, Saturn Star. Lost in running was just asked to do a little bit and he closed on quite well. I don't know, the, the trial just didn't fill me with a whole lot of confidence for one that's been backed off the map today. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's you know a fascinating race, uh, Brad. How, how are you seeing the the nature strip and those horses that have been mentioned? Yeah, just on that first of all, lost and running trial. I had the same sort of thought with Darren, and then I had a look at the sectionals of the trial, and the last six hundred or last four hundred was about six or seven lengths above. So I'm forgiving because what I think's happened in that trial is they've just jog trotted to the two hundred, and then and then really sprinted that last little bit. So he just had to sprint off a dime, and he hasn't been able to do that. Same as Buenas Noches was in the same trial, and he trialled just as just the same. So I think I want to be a little bit forgiving just simply because I think it was just an absolute crawl and then, you know, just try to sprint that last little bit. So um, I think it's okay. But, look, I think he's clearly the one to beat. Um, but it's never ideal having a little setback and missing a run. But, you know, he's not going to miss work, of course, and... Looking at him in the yard second up, I thought he was going to peak fourth up. So he's had that extra, what, four weeks now. Um, he's clearly the horse to beat, there's no doubt about it. And 1,300 metres, dry track, they're all big positives. Mazu, look, I, I think the Everest was a funny race this year in that the, the leaders overdid it, so they couldn't win. Then the second phase coming through, the private eyes got there too soon, so they were vulnerable. So it meant that those out the back, the Giga Kicks, the Mazus, even though he was wide, they just had to be in the finish because there was nothing left. The others had all spent their penny. So I think the Giga Kicks, I think the Marzu runs, I think they'll be overplayed a little bit. And I think the, the dry tracks also are negative for Marzu too. So for me, I've got to be a little bit against him. Private Eye, again, I've got to be a little bit against him. I just don't think it's his race with that wide draw, Rose Hill track. It, it's just not the same setup as the other day with a, with a brutally run race, soft race. Um, look, I did notice Joe Pride said during the race that they want to try and get in somewhere. If they get in somewhere midfield, different story. But if he's back last, uh, leave me out of him. And Eduardo, I think he's the bet in the race for sure. If, if there's any hit of on-pace bias, he has to be the bet in the race here. He won this race last year. He completes forgiving the Everest. I think he pulled up lame and they just went way too hard. His run prior to that was a shade disappointing, but first up was great. He was ready to peak up in the Everest and they just simply overdid it on speed. So loose lead. Favourite track at Rose Hill where he's won four from five. And he's sitting there at $7.50 for a horse that beat Lost and Running in this race last year. You're sure it was a little bit bias-assisted that day. And sure, Lost and Running's going that little bit better. But for me, if there's any hint of on-pace bias, he's my, he's my bet for sure. But look, Lost and Running, the horse to beat, they're the only two I could entertain, though. And just um, uh, the fat man asked the question... Um, can you ask the boys with Eduardo having a tongue tie on today? Did he get his tongue over the bit last start? Just just reconfirming Stewards notes from a couple of days ago. And if you're listening, Fat Man, um, the stewards said that they've permitted Joe Pride to rescind the gear change submitted for Eduardo, and that was being adding a tongue tie to the gear for today. And uh, approval was given on the basis that Mr. Pride indicated that Eduardo had resented mm. the tongue tie when applied this morning. That probably being maybe Thursday that morning. Was Thursday, yep. so, so he'll now wear earmuffs pre-race only, a lugging bit in Saturday's race, and the same gear he carried in the Everest. So uh, to answer your f uh, question, Fat Man, there'll be no tongue tie with Eduardo. He didn't like it when it was applied on Thursday, and um, as per program from the Everest. For those who like Eduardo today, he's a great chance. Yeah. 2,000 at 2.40, just taken on Lost and Running. Now into 2.30, another 1,000 on it. I just want to make a comment to Brad and Darren, if I may, and then I'll um, sit down and uh, just do what I'm told. Private Eye, I get the map. However, if you look at the Stradbroke, he raced more forward than what was anticipated. The same thing happened in the Everest. And from where I sit, I just think he's the best horse in the race. No comment. Oh, look, I think he's come back a different horse. There's no doubt about it. But it's all about setup. And today, I just don't know if he's got that setup. But I think he's, you know, like, yeah, if they get in, sure, he's got a great chance. Uh, there's no doubt he's going better. I I, uh, I think he's come back the, the real deal, this preparation. Um, but for me, I, I just don't know where he gets to. And 
you know, uh, yeah, I've just got to be a little bit against him, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him win. But in terms of the best horse in the race, um, I think Lost and Running is the, the best 1,300-metre horse in the country, potentially. 1,300, yeah. Okay. Um, Willie Pike replaces Tommy Berry on quality time. Race 6, number 8, quality time. Willie Pike. Mm, that's a good picker. Tommy Berry unable to, to make the weight, and he is uh, the favourite, if or nigh on, if not the favourite for that race. Uh, race 4, question around race 4 here, Hurls. Uh, benchmark 78, 1900 metres. Uh, Hamron still at the top of this market? Yeah, it is. 290 to $3. Got a few convictions, but it's uh, it's been pretty uh, pretty solid today uh, and throughout the week. Pink Ivory's 420 to $4, back to 420 Ting Tong's 4 80 out to six dollars. Pale King very solid at eight dollars, and just a Jedi trims in this morning fourteen dollars, and now into single figures at a nine dollar quote. In terms of dollars held today, yeah, it's pretty much market order. Hammer on in front of Pink Ivory, Pale King, yeah, we support there dollar wise. Uh, question, pretty pretty straight question here, guys. Pale King improves on a good track? Question mark. Brad. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just sitting there at $10 yesterday, and I went, I've got to be on this horse. I, I think he's the gamble of the day. He just You look at his last two runs on dry ground at Caulfield, and they rate clear on top of this field, and he had no luck at all in both of them. Completely no luck. He should have probably gone close to winning them both. And I've got his ratings without adjusting them for that bad luck as, as on top here. So I thought the, the price was fantastic. I still think the price is fantastic. He didn't handle the heavy 10 at all the other day. He's got an SP over Pink Ivory in that race. And uh, his first up run was terrific on an unsuitable track in, in Melbourne. I think third up, home track, dry track, 1,900. It all sets up if he's going to do something. It's today. I'm pretty keen on him. I think he's the value player of the day. And, uh, yeah, really happy to be with him there. I I just think, you know, your likes of hammer-ons and those, they're going to be there. But he's been beaten a few times at short odds and, he hits that flat spot in his races. So, yeah, he'll finish top three. But for me, I've, I'm just a little bit wary about him um, at that short price. What are you saying? Darren, race four. Uh, yeah, Pale King, uh, I put in the numbers. I made him fourth pick. I have to say I didn't have a whole lot of confidence about this race. And when I first looked at it and saw Hammer on was favourite, I was looking at uh, every other scenario that I wanted to play around it. But at the end of the day, I just keep coming back to the fact it's drawn barrier one. It's probably going to get the run of the race, main stage. We'll probably go forward and lead. And I thought Hammer on would sit right behind it. So I've come back to him. I'm a big fan of Pink Ivory, and I'm not worried about the last run there, the last... 150 metres or so, she just uh, could not pick her legs up. But I love the way she savaged the line over 1,800 metres here uh, prior to that. I think uh, everybody will be giving a bit of a cheer for main stage. She goes around in Gwenda Markwell's name. She's got two runners on the card today, main stage and also in the uh, the four pillars later on with Burning Need, number 17. And Frankie Dottori rides Burning Need in the midway. And here we are, Rachel King aboard the main stage. And if it's a very uh, on-pace track, main stage might give it a, a real good shake-up there. But it wasn't uh, one of the races I wanted to, pl- wanted to play too confidently in, but I won 5, 10, 6 and 12. OK, let's uh, grab a market. Uh, well, a question there. Blake Shin must be suspended today. I sort of haven't kept. Yeah, it. I think he copped a, copped a holiday yeah, last week. Um, question there, just you know, why why Blake's um, not riding today suspended? He's you know got the book there for Tuesday yeah, uh, of rides, yeah, so yeah, yeah, be there for the Cup day, yeah. but not there today. And uh, yeah, J Mac been a, a great formula for success of late. If we can go to uh, race number three, hurls please, a market for a benchmark 78 at the 1500 metres. What's happening with Waterford? Absolutely off the charts. Best back runner all day. $1.90 into 175. Look what the cut's dragged in. Uh, $1.90 went up Someone's early. Someone's just doors. hung up on us, I reckon. Here comes Brad. Take Make, yourself, seat, Make yourself comfy. Uh, we took about 9900 okay, yeah. 9, at $1.80 on Waterford seven minutes ago. This is off the charts. It's into $1.75. No surprise. Everything else has drifted in the race, although Rangi Toa is sort of holding its spot at around $5. But, uh, yeah, Waterford, uh, best-backed runner on the card all day. Stephen from Panania asks, are we any chance of seeing black figures about... Uh, Waterford, Darren, I might come to you first as um, as Brad gets himself organised. Although when Brad gets himself organised, there's only one way to find out is when he does speak. But I'll come to you first, Darren. <laughs> uh, what will we get? Black figures about Waterford? That's the question, isn't it? Um, not sure. 
because I'm not sure who they'll want to be uh, backing in the race. I think Waterford comes back to his right track, his right distance. I found him uh, pretty hard to oppose. I thought Rangitoa's trial, um, he sort of very much needed that hit-out trial. I wasn't sure what to expect out of him. I love the way that Miss Madison's been going, but it is midweek form at Warwick Farm. So I found it impossible to tip against Waterford today. Hello, mate. Hello, guys. Yep, made it into the into the studio. Um, look, uh, I agree. It's hard to tip against him. It just sort of falls into his lap, this race. But it's hard for me to take the short odds because I've always pegged him as a little bit overrated. Um, and that's simply because I think everyone sees his horse come out and they see him just storm home and win. And everyone goes, wow, this thing's the next best thing since sliced bread. And he's a good-looking animal. Uh, yeah, Looks exactly. The part. But he's beaten absolutely nothing. There's, there's no doubt about that. You go back to a couple of starts ago and, and Dead's hit the form out of that race has been shocking. But he wasn't suited back to 1,300 the other day. He ran on well late. And the key here is just there's there's really no depth to the race. There's there's nothing there that, you know, I think Rangi Toa was a little bit overplayed last preparation. Miss Madison's coming off a couple of home track wins, now back in back in trip on a, on a dry deck. So, you know, it's just when you, you kind of pull it apart, it kind of la- falls in his lap. But... Um, you know, there's a couple of horses here that on their day, they're, they're very inconsistent, but um, they would be real chances of, of, of knocking him off. But uh, whether they turn up and, and do that, you know, Global Osbred was outstanding the other day, but more, more so talking about Maurice's me dad. He's a pretty good horse on his day, but there's two of him. So um, I can't take the shorts, but yeah, I, I think he's terribly hard to beat. Can we bounce to race 10, Hills? I know we jump around the place. No, that's here, all right, mate. It's no. a little question uh, around race number 10, which is a, a pretty competitive race to finish. Benchmark 78. It's pretty strong. Uh, Democracy Manifest Darren, 380 to 360. I am lethal. Very, gee, mm, 440 to 370. I've missed the price there. Uh, 440 to 480. Stromboli Catelli is a $7 chance. Opened at 750 this morning. Peaked at 8 Aberration, uh, seven fifty to nine, and Spiranak Gate One, uh, ten dollars to eleven dollars. Let's a look at the fluctuations as far as dollars held today. Yeah, I am lethal. Just stepped into this. Uh, so, questions here on the text line. Don't forget, still plenty of time. Zero four one nine seven six seven two seven. So, oh, not that much time. Only about. 15 minutes to go. Uh, thoughts on Spiranak in the last. 1,300 should be perfect. And also, Jackson says, Morning, gents. Just a question for the last at Rose Hill. Are we all finishing with a succulent Chinese meal in the last? <laughs> Who wants to go oh, first here? Darren. Uh, Darren. Maybe, maybe not. Will you have uh, the shirt on? Pers- no, no, not today. It's still in the wash. A time suit today. <laughs> Um, I'm very keen on I Am Lethal here in the last. I'm filthy. I've, uh, I didn't bet early on this. That, that price has gone off savagely. That, that, it, it, was it was 4.40 half an hour ago. Right. I, I was writing down $6 late yesterday afternoon, so this has been a, a real big go. Um, I, I really think it can win. I Am Lethal drawn close to the inside. Terrific run at Eagle Farm last time. Basically ridden upside down when resuming over the 1,200 metres. I'm just sort of playing a lot of horses, getting the, the run up the fence there today. So I am lethal on top. I think Spiranak will go well, to answer that uh, question earlier. She really seems to go well on the on the quicker tracks. And I, she got a long way back in the Kosciuszko, which was no surprise. But her first up run here was enormous over 1,100 metres. So sitting up in barrier one, I'll be watching for a big finish from her. I think Coteal. Uh, since they've chosen this option as opposed to the Golden Cup is certainly a chance and Democracy Manifest as well was set a task last time at Warwick Farm and the way he let down when resuming on the good four I suspect he might be a better horse on these firmer tracks as well so they were my top four but I've made I Am Lethal my best bet here today. Gets the dry cra- uh, dry track doesn't he Brad? Yeah he does he meets a little interesting race I mean he got the dry track in Brisbane the other day and just wasn't suited by the wide draw. They had to get too far back. But probably could have finished off a little bit better. But saying that, um, he does set up well. I, I thought it was a good little race, though. I, I landed on Democracy Manifest just simply off the forgive last time out, tempo and pattern against, and a good first start win. But, um, look, I thought Coteal was a big improver. Got out of a Silver Eagle million-dollar race and looked like it was going to win at the 400 and just knocked up late, back on inferior ground. All three wins at 1,300 runs well. But... If they're backing I'm Lethal, Coteal's from the same stable, they might be getting a guide there. But I don't think it's stable money. I think it's the, the you know pros that want to back it at 9 o'clock, simply. Um, 
and uh, Iron Lethal's got a great chance. I, I totally agree. He can settle closer. He loves the dry track. As a general, very general rule, John O'Shea's horses go better at Randwick than Rose Hill. But, um, yeah, he sets up well to run very well. Spiranak, uh, I was on it the other day, a little bit disappointing. But I think the dry track's definitely a chance if they go hard up front. She can. She's probably the one outside of those three that can that can run well. But, yeah, I didn't think there was much between 5, 1 and 6, to be honest. Uh, Hurls, we need to help a punters club out here. They want to have a crack at a horse uh, in race number nine. This is the Four Pillars Midway. $500,000 uh, up for grabs for the, the benchmark 68 and around that kind of great horse. We grab a, a, a market here. So some very happy connections at the end of this race, would have thought. Yeah, Mah- Mahagoni is the favourite. $4 today, opened up at four forty. Uh, we've got 26 to 31. I'll do this in market order as uh, matter of fact, Adios Steve, seven fifty to eight dollars. Second favourite, awesome lad, ten dollars to nine dollars. Exceladus, now it's twelve dollars into single figures at nine dollars and fifty cents today. Sabrenko twelve and holding its spot, eleven to twelve for straight. It's been money for straight today. Uh, it's promising. Why wouldn't there be? Oh, I just yeah, uh, but there's been money for it. Brad. It's no surprise because on her, I like her. if she's oh she's a good horse, well, just can't put it together. She just that's the problem. Can she hold a prep together? Her first up run was outstanding and wins this race. There's no doubt about it. Jay Spence a good gate. Yeah, second up, I know she was held up, but it was overplayed. She went badly, and then third up they rode her forward and that didn't work out. So last two runs you'd say no, but if she turns up at her best, she's top pick. So she's there somewhere for sure. The the question, uh, Watto is asking, hi guys, my mate Spatch, good morning Spatch, Spatch. has backed Adios <laughs> Steve in race nine for the punters club. Any chance, Adios Steve, in this ninth race? So I'll stay with you, Steve, Brad. is it? Steve, the, um, the punters what, club? Uh, Spatch. Yeah, what, who, who had the bet, Steve? Where that hey? spawns Who from? had the bet, Steve? <laughs> what do you mean? Or Spatch had the bet. Adios Steve. Adios Spatch. So Spatch had the bet? Spatch had the bet on Adios Steve. For the punters club. I, I believe okay. so. Well, Spatch, to all your punters club members out there, I just need you to probably just lift the game a little bit there, Spatch, because, I mean... I'll leave Spatch the, alone. Well, he'll probably, come, probably come out of win now and you can have the last laugh here. But, Spatch... You're, you've got the pressure, and you're the punters club. But you got, you know, you got the weight of everyone on your shoulders here, and you picked probably the hardest race going around. So that's all I'm saying. I say it can win, but go, go take the never stand in the way of enthusiasm and just put the hands up in the uh, put the hands up in the pub, or go take a shorty somewhere and just put the hands up and say how good am I? But look, saying that you could be the hero come this afternoon. He's a chance. I've got him in the mix. There's no doubt about it. He's a winning chance. But who are you tipping got, again? I, I tipped Mahagoni even with the big weight, but I thought. Um, Exiladis was a chance. I thought Stray was a great chance at odds if she turns up and shows her best too. But uh, Adios will be in 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 quaddy, uh or in, in at least in trifectas and whatnot. Race nine, Darren. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we've got to put plenty of numbers in the quaddy there. I tend to agree with you, Brad. Boy, when you're having a, a putters club bet, I'd sort of find an easier assignment than a twenty horse field of benchmark sixty eight runners. Um, anyhow, uh, yeah, Adios Steve's one of the hopes. I've gone with, with Sabrenko, I thought, had a bit of bad luck uh, in some of the, the lead-up races and then went to Canberra and things finally panned out for it and it won very comfortably their last time out on the heavy eight, although I, I suspect she didn't really enjoy that heavy eight. She was just too good for them there in that company. So from the draw, I'm going to take a chance with her each way, uh, Sabrenko. Uh, Ma Hagoni. Originally, I balked at the 64 kilos, but then when you do look at the weight scale, it's, uh, well, the bottom weight's 56 here. And Hugh Bowman did get Zushak home recently at Warwick Farm carrying 64. So uh, Hugh might be able to do that for the second time this month. Uh, Mahagoni on present form is uh, a huge chance. I think Exceladus has got to be respected. And, uh, and Oakfield Arrow will be right up on, on the speed for the informer apprentice Zach Lloyd. Yeah, in regards to Stray, I'll, I'll probably... I'll probably throw her in the quaddy just in case because I know she's capable. She could she could pluck one out, but she's becoming very costly. One win in 14 starts. Terrible luck for connections as well with Kobe there. Um, yeah. Sam, Kavanagh and the team, he, he looks like a really good horse and I'm sure they'll have a lot of fun with him going forward. But they're never ideal when you're the favourite for a $500,000 race. And you, you know, can't get there. I'm, I'm not sure what the, the issue was, but... Um, yeah, I hope the horse is all good and onwards and upwards. A little temp or something. Yeah, I think it was a little temperature or something like that. So uh, bad luck to all involved there. But, um, you know, the main thing is you've got a really good horse. You've got the form around 
stack of good horses. So you'll have a lot of fun with him going forward. Um, before we go to another race, quick uh, comment here from uh, Crackers in Albury. Good morning, Crackers. Morning, boys. Happy Saturday. Surely they're joking about colding in the nature strip. It's weak at class, second nut form. The great Frankie Dettori is riding, trained by Chris Waller. I know the odds say no, but uh, just a comment from you guys on colding. Oh, Frankie, and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he goes today. I know a lot of punters have... Did you? They, uh, no, not for me, and a lot of... But he's world-class. You know, he's put in a couple of slaughters out in Australia. There's no doubt about that, but uh, there's no doubt about his world-class Nothing wrong with well. spinning hill that day. Did, no. <laughs> Did you hear what Munn said on um, <laughs> Thursday night? Not nice, Glenn. What, was it derogatory? <laughs> he said, is there going to be <laughs> someone standing up the top of the turn to tell Frankie to turn right? <laughs> Oh, honestly. Um, if you're listening, Frank, you just wander over to the hosting spot and have a, yeah, I'll give it to him. Have a crack at that fellow over there, reading the tab prices out. It's, it's an interesting point, though, with these international jockeys, because there's no doubt they're well-class, but it's a bit like their horses when they come across. A lot of them take a while to adapt because it's a different style of racing. And, you know, Jamie Spencer's a very, I'd say he's a, a negative rider in that he likes to ride things off the speed. Um, sometimes that doesn't suit Rose Hill and things like that. So it'd be interesting to see how they adapt today to, to Rose Hill and, and whether they can really, because there's no doubt that they're, they're, they're alongside the James McDonald's of the world mm. in their own jurisdictions and they've just got to come out here and do it. Same with William Buick down there in Flemington. But in terms of colding, uh, look, he gets his dry track. The, the best colding, yes, but he was beating 11 lengths the other day and I, I, I just can't see him turning it around. Can you make a case, Darren, at all? No, not at all. No, no colding for me. Interesting, uh, Frankie came out here yesterday morning for a look around Rose Hill. I think he went for a walk around the track and made the remark that the, the track's a lot bigger than it looks on TV. He's going to find that out firsthand, um, mm. isn't he, as he gets out there today. Uh, great to have Frankie and Jamie in town. And, uh, of course, Frankie riding on Tuesday as well. Get home yonkers, Frankie, in the yeah. Rose Hill Gold Cup. There you go. Do you hear the preview? Did you hear Charlie and Chris's preview? Bullish, I like their he? previews. Yeah, you can read... Uh, I've never heard him yeah. so bullish about Waterford. It was like, Chris, for C. Waller to say something like sail on by, he's ready to just sail on by. But, That's confident because he's normally Yon- quite reserved. But the Yonkers comment was good, wasn't was it? good. Yeah, and he's uh, – we'll go straight into the Rose Hill Gold yeah. Cup now. He is the – 9.50 is probably about right, but they were $13, $14 this morning, and he's just the dry tracker here that's going to jump out of the ground for sure. Okay, not far off uh, the behind the gates multi gets going in around three minutes – but I'll tell you what, but before we get a market for the Rose Hill Gold Cup... Want to show our hands? Let's show our hands. Darren, who, who are you with in the mulgy today? Who's your horse? It'll all be resting my shoulders because <laughs> I'm waiting for the last. Uh, the six o'clock on I Am Lethal, race 10, number six. Couldn't see it, missing the top four. Race eight, number 12, Light Infantry. Yeah, Brad? if we get to the last, I'm, I'm not worried because I think uh, I think the way the money's going and everything, I think we'll get home iron lethal. Maybe mine's a little worried because he he's a bit inconsistent, but pale king for me at the each way odds. I just think he's going to jump out of the ground today at Rose Hill, home track, dry track, big key. Hells. Private eye. Good on you, Hells. Where's he going to be? Loves from him. He's got a poster of him at home. There's oh. no doubt about it. Does, yeah, does probably next to Maccabi Diva. He's my favourite horse. He's just, just an out-and-out winner. He'll run top four. Simple. He's, okay. a, he's just if a, not he's, win. He's just a good racehorse. So that better that, that that better open in a couple of minutes. Hurls. How do they? Um, what did you do? Uh, race eight number twelve light infantry. Did you just say that? Yes. Okay. What's very quickly? Come on, yeah, give us your, give us your spiel. Me. Yep. Um, I saw him on Tuesday morning, and he walked around Canterbury like he owned the joint. Great yeah, attitude. Nice. Did you say big walk? Great attitude. Say, are you going to win? And then he nodded his head. Have you ever uh, done that with us? No, but, one of, but one, I'll tell you what. One of the one of the camera guys there shut his van door, and Jamie Spencer did a good job to stay in the saddle. He jumped about a metre sideways. Oh, really? And Jamie ter- Jamie turned to the camera and said, "I probably can't repeat it." Along the words of, "Are you right, mate?" <laughs> anyway, so is the horse a bit of a hothead? No, I don't. I don't think he's a hothead. He's just like he was pretty. He was pretty cool around the. I mean. Getting to the races, Darren, lots of people, then, then we'll see. But certainly for Canterbury on Tuesday, I wouldn't say a hothead, but he's just um, maybe a little busy. Sort of, you know, he, he walked around the yard there and he was all very attentive and looking around and it wasn't like he was sort of wandering around the yard like asleep, put it that way. Maybe a um, yard watch, you're saying. Yeah, yard, yard watch, but he's a good looking animal. I mean, you'll wait to hear what, what Corey and, and Chantel and Ali and, and the crew say, but he's... Um, I'm sure there'll be a few yeah. that'll probably want to go up and have a look at him in the tie-up stalls a few hours before the race and see yeah. how he's handling the occasion. I think he's short enough, I will say that. We'll get to the uh, we'll get to the race shortly. Hurls, 
This is a good race, and a few questions around race six hurdles. The Rose Hill Gold Cup, uh, 2,000 metres here racing for three quarters of a million dollars. Yeah, it is a good race, isn't Stockman an interesting runner here? But we'll go through the market, and Stockman's an $8.50 chance. Out from seven fifty today, it's a tune-up for what Tuesday going around the Melbourne Cup. Quality time, the favourite, very well back today. It's three fifty to two eighty. Willie Pike now takes the ride. Honey Creeper, five fifty to six. Boys d'Argent, uh, six dollars to seven fifty. Apparently, it's a, uh, a fragrance of some description. Yeah, something like that. Six fifty, eight fifty four. Stockman <laughs> Yonkers. Yeah, well, they've obviously listened because it's been uh, eighteen dollars Wednesday, twelve this morning, and now nine dollars fifty. And he's a shocker. Also, for Price and uh, McKent there, uh, fourteen dollars into nine fifty. So there's been a bit of activity uh, on this race, but quality time is our favourite. Behind the gates, multi Wooshka open, getting quick because uh, the price is nine dollars today. Now, the true price is around about six fifty. So you're getting $2.50 extra. It won't last all that long. It will not last long. So I'll say it again. Sports, today's offers, and it's the first one there. Uh, we didn't we didn't uh, spook last week, did we? We got last week. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course we did. It's yeah. a $25 max bet, is it, I think? Uh, correct. Yep. Um, okay, questions from the listeners here. And again, you can give your overview on the race and talk about these horses. Here's a shocker. My uses bring the right horse to Sydney again uh, is one question. Um, Baz from Wollongong, thoughts on Honey Creeper in the Gold Cup? Drops four and a half kilos. I don't think the extra trip will be a problem at all, says Baz. And where was that other one there? Um... Uh, to do uh, a star of India morning panel. Johnny says, morning panel, your thoughts on star of India chances in the race today. So, Darren, you can fire away questions around Honey Creeper. He's a shocker. Star of India. This is a pretty good race. It certainly is. Uh, I'm going with quality time. Uh, this horse had done nothing but improve uh, with every run since uh, the day he loomed up on the Kenzo track and I thought he was going to go straight past Cognac and he didn't but uh, the format of that race surprisingly was very strong thereafter and uh, quality time hasn't looked back. I love the way he won here on the good four at Rose Hill on September 24 and he looked like a horse really on the way up so I think there's still more in the locker off his current rating of 90 and he just maps so well off the inside gate so I've got quality time on top. Honey Creeper, big respect for her, terrific run and defeat there in the Yang Stakes. Uh, Bois de Jean must uh, respect the uh, the French horse here uh, with Marco Body bringing him over the the French gelding. So just on on the profile there, and this is the race that they've chosen. I have to respect that. And Star of India, I put in out of respect, but it's hard. I mean, we just we don't know, uh, do we? We're, we're just going on spec with reputation. But when these Europeans are coming here and targeting 2,000 metres first up, you've always got to respect them because they're, they're, just, they're just better than the Australian bred horses, simple as that, over these longer journeys. But I'm going with quality time. I think he's been a good import and you'll get the run of the race. Yeah, I just... I mean, you're asked to take $2.80 about a horse that you take $2.70 about in a benchmark 72 at Canterbury midweek three starts ago and... He started dollar what dollar thirty in a Port Macquarie Cup and won by length. The stable haven't ruled out next Tuesday um, for quality time. Well, he's in the uh, the big dance, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a, I mean, there's today for a start. Gee, I didn't realise he's that short now. My yeah, goodness, two dollars yeah. eighty. Wow. Seen, yeah, but look, they're, they're happy to back him. So this morning, so that's a you know that's a sign that a lot of smart people want to back him. But yeah. I... That was my knock, the price. I mean, I marked him around $5, to be honest. I, I just thought, um, you know, if you think that... I think they'll dangle the carrot. I can't see yeah. it. At the very least, that price has bottomed it's, out, I would think. Some good form in this race. Well, that's it. I mean, he's only coming off at Port Macquarie Cup. And, and I'm not here to knock him. Our candidates won since. I mean, Olympic Theatre would be 100s in this race. Um, you know, and it, it's been beaten a length behind it. So, And it's not like he carried the grandstand there. He carried 56 versus Olympic Theatre 54. So, for me... He's, he's like on top ratings at $5, but for me, I've got to take him on at the short odds. I think it's a race where Yonkers can run really well. He, he's just been crying out for a dry track. He gets that today, and I think I, I marked him around $10, $9. That's where he is now, so he was a small bet for me this morning. Um, Star of India is an interesting runner. I'm, I'm not going to pretend to be an international expert, but I talked to a few people who are, and they think it's a really lightly raced horse that's pretty smart, and one of the words that I got was, if you see a change of tactics for this horse to go forward, um, 
that would improve his chances. I just feel like he'd, he would really appreciate and, and respond off that. He started $17 in an Epsom derby. So respecting him, respecting Bois d'Argent, and uh, too much to bear is the other roughie for me. He's got some great figures for this race. And, gee, you go through the ride a, a few starts ago in the in the Premier's Cup and how he, how he ended out three wide there. He's got me beat, but uh, it was one of the runs of the race. It was just a bad ride. So um, he can he can definitely turn it around as well with 52 on his back. So there's too many, way, there's too many places to turn here to take the shorts for me. Uh, Honey Creeper, I think she needs a wet track and, and she's going to get a long way back. That's the query. But she can win. She's flying. But... Um, for me, Yonkers and, and too much to bear, the little specks out wide. Let's, um, let's go to the, the Golden Eagle, uh, shall we, Hurls? Uh, big race on the day, race number eight, $10 million up for grabs. Can you give us the latest market? And of course, there are a few questions around the place about uh, this race. This has been uh, white-hot betting since the barrier draw. Now, light infantry, gee, we've got some changes here. It went up $6 at the barrier draw, or pre-barrier draw, I beg your pardon. It's been three eighty into three fifty today. Chain of Lightning, they've stepped into it. $11 on opening. $6 today, peaked at six fifty back to 6 In the Congo, 15 into $10. Now, I wish I wins been soft. It's one of the few that have been soft. I wish I win. Opened up at $6 on Tuesday night. $11 now. Peaked at 13 Back to 11 today. Gypsy Goddess is the one they've come in for today. 14 to 12 Hinged. $13. Fangirl. Soft. 15 to 18 18 to 19 Mr. Mozart. It's drifted all week as well. Valana. 19 to 21 23 to 21 for Wellwell. So, as I said, the activity on this race has been extraordinary and, you know, worthy of the quality of the race it is. Now, in terms of dollars held, because this will tell uh, a bit of a story as well, because you've obviously got market opinion and cash. Today, it is Chain of Lightning in front of, lighting, um, in front of Light Infantry. Then uh, we've got Chain of Lightning, then Light of Infantry. I'll get down in a minute. Uh, light Infantry and Gypsy Goddess. I mentioned that firm, and that is off the back of money. Okay, um, Adrian says, morning fellas, declaring light infantry in the Golden Eagle today. Thoughts hoping Davo is with me, with me and Michelle from Dubbo. She's liking World Wall each way and Cardinal Gem each way. I'm a gypsy, I'm sort of a bit of a gypsy goddess fan as well, I must say. And Brad, I'll, I'll let you go first with a terrific race. Yeah, I'm just glad Cardinal Gem's in the race. Um, I won't uh, talk too much about that, but um, I'm very glad he's in the race. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, a fantastic race. And I suppose with the favourite, you're either he's too good for them or your internationals have done very little in this race in the past. Rose Hill first time. Is he a little bit overplayed with Ross that might get back a little bit? So you're either in either camp. I'm, I'm on the fence, which I don't do often. But I'm sort of $4 on top, but not really sure what to do with him, to be honest. I mean, he's, he, he's ran second to Inspiral, who's the best filly over a mile in Europe, I'm told. Um, and the third horse that day has come out and beaten a genuine Group 1 mudlark at the ARC meeting. So the form around him's great. There's no doubt about that. He did run second in a Group 1 two starts ago, though, that Laws of Indices won. Come out and started 30s in a in a Golden Eagle last year and ran well, but never, ever, ever going to win the race. Mm. So you can look both ways with him. Um, I've got him on top, but I can't take the shorts personally because I, I just there's a few queries there. Uh, I think you'll get better odds late. I think 15 Fangirl is the one if they're, if they're sweeping wide, but Rose Hill sweeping wide, they generally don't do on a dry deck. So just monitor that. I agree with one of the, the listeners that Well Wall's a great chance, trialling well. And you look at his form. It's, it's terrific. I mean, he's beaten Verdini at a mile. That horse has run second in an arc, if you don't mind. And um, he's beaten a, another horse that's come out and run second in an Irish champion stakes, that being um, Onesto back in October last year at Deauville. So he's got some serious form lines there, and I think the stable are pretty bullish about his chances, or bullish enough. And I thought he was going to start single figures the way it was going early this week, and then it's just completely flipped. So um, well, well, a chance, uh, I think, out wide. I think... Um, uh, the the best back runners I've played personally, um, Chain of Lightning, completing absolutely nothing for mine, and I do concede. But I think the fifteen hundred's a risk, and you know you got to go back two starts ago. Couldn't beat home lavish girl, who'd be one hundred and fifties in this race. I know it was disappointing and had the SP, but beat Palipan the other day. It, it's not it's not this level of form for me. It's a little concern there. Can win, but not for me. And Gypsy Goddess, I can understand that. It's the fresh one. 
blinkers on, big speed, launching late. So you can definitely entertain it too. But look, light infantry, uh, good race, really good, strong race this, um, but tough to assess all those different angles. Good on you, Brad. Uh, behind the gates, Maldi sold out. Thanks for all those who played. and uh, Over 1,100 to... customers. Is that uh, right? Good yeah. luck to all, uh, all those who got on the behind the gates, Maldi close. We'll do it again next weekend. Darren, it's a hell of a golden eagle. Oh, I, uh, I spent a long time before I could make a final decision here, and I'm still not satisfied. Uh, I wound up with Chain of Lightning because I think she'll get the best run into the race so ultimately and get her chance to go up the inside. Uh, she's been a very consistent mare. Uh, from Light Infantry, I've sort of been swayed in with all the positive reports there, but I really want to have a very close look at Light Infantry when he gets here to the track and what his demeanour's like. Wellwall is the interesting runner for me. Uh, when I saw his first trial on the on the 10th of October behind Miss Hellfire, he went straight into my black book. I thought, oh, this is a nice, nice one. And then I looked at its French form. At that stage, I, I didn't realise it was uh, going to run in the Golden Eagle. So what I like, this is the only foreigner we've seen that's been here at the trials. And uh, he has since trialled and trialled nicely behind Satin Star. I was given a real quiet one that, on that occasion, but it was the October 10 trial I really liked uh, from Wellwall. So... I give him a, a great chance in this and uh, and fangirl. Had she not drawn out near the old refinery, I would have toyed with putting her on top. Who knows, with Hugh, we might be able to just find a way, snag her across and get the rails run. Um, but Gee, it'd be some effort to get the rails from the next suburb, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out actually what goes on over there now. There's a new construction site. There's no <laughs> signs really to uh, to say what they're building. But, um, yeah, as we say, drawn out the car park. Well, it's a long way from the actual car park here, but it's that's where the old oil refinery used to be. Oh, I don't know. This is a very complicated race. I think everybody just has to, uh, to find one they like. Put your money on and hope for the best. Darren, before we let you get yourself organised, a quick question on race five and very sharp answers from the both of you. Uh, Brad Delexo in race five. And, as all, and also comment on like your thought on Mars Mission briefly as well. Yeah, nice horse Delexo, but prefer him at 1,000, but was luckless first up last preparation. In the mix somewhere, Mars Mission, two-horse race between it and uh, the Mark Connors winning verse. Um, I've gone with him narrowly, but he's a bit of a spruce horse, so today's D-Day. Uh, Darren? Yeah, they're the only three hopes. I think Delexo's got the great fresh record, good Gosford trial, winning verse, trialled really well before uh, her return and has trialled well since. I've got her on top and Mars Mission uh, with this very lightweight must be respected and getting onto the drier ground as well. They dodged a lot of races on the heavy tracks uh, with Mars Mission and they opted to run that day and he ran okay. Uh, for mine, they're the only three hopes. Um, quick comment on rocketing by seems big odds in the nature strip and probably... Entitled to be good odds again. Yeah, I think this is a much stronger race than the other day, and I, I think he, he needs everything to go right. He had that the other day, so not for me. Any comment there, rocketing by, Darren? Uh, maybe into a place running on yeah. late, but uh, I just think Eduardo takes complete control of this. Okay. Uh, Darren, can you give us, uh, before we let you go and get organised, your best value, and, and what are your thoughts for the gardens today, please, Darren? Yeah, so the value, sorry, the best bet's going to be in the last. I am lethal, race 10, number 6. Uh, value will be Sabrenko in the in the midway, uh, around the sixteen dollar mark. Sabrenko number eight there. Uh, the Quaddy uh, race seven, the Nature Strip. One Eduardo, three Marzu, seven Lost and Running, one three seven. Uh, uh, race eight, uh, the Golden Eagle. I'll probably even need, need more than the five I wrote down here. But twelve Light Infantry, thirteen Well Wall, actually fourteen Hinged in there, fifteen Fan Girl, and a sixteen Chain of Lightning. Uh, the ninth, one Mahagoni, eight Sabrenko and nine Excelidus, one eight nine, and I've got to back myself by just going one out in the last with I Am Lethal to keep the expenses down. Good calling, Darren. Great to chat Saturday morning. And we'll be tuning in and uh, uh, we'll catch up during the week. Yeah, what a what a day. Yeah. It's a yeah, golden day, isn't it, with the racing here in Sydney and, uh, and Flemington today. Can't wait. Outstanding. Thank you, Darren. Great to have Darren Flindell with us on a Saturday morning. Uh, Brad, best value in quality numbers, please. Yeah, look, I think the, the value for me today is race four, Pale King. Um, that's the way I've played it. I didn't really want to stand out of best because I think Lost and Running's hard to beat, but I actually want to back Eduardo to beat him if uh, if it's a little bit on pace. So that's the way I'll play it today. Um, I've also backed a couple in the first race, King Gutho and, and number 17, Gold Card, who I think will run very well at double figures. So 
We'll go with that. Joey Cleary had him on this morning. Uh, what's your best in Melbourne today? Uh, because there's a question here yes. about Crosshaven in race five, and he, uh, Dobster asked about Crosshaven in race number five. Yeah, sneaky chance, for yep. sure. Yeah, I've gone with the um, New Zealander in the in the Empire Rose. Mm. I think she's pretty like, smart. Like Rick? Yeah. Been absolutely like, off the charts yeah, I mean, since she, we opened the market. If she runs up to last start, <coughs> um, it's, it's a good night, but that's the key. Can she run up to last start? Everyone prior to that wasn't at that level, but... Um, yeah, she's she's the one. Uh, I think I just want a little bit better than two twenty five, but we might get it late, will we, Hills? Do you think they'll just risk it a little? <laughs> I mean, I marked it two thirty, so it can't be too. Well, it's two twenty five now, two thirty this morning, but um, yeah, it, it's been as I said from the opening whistle. As soon as we opened that market on Wednesday afternoon, Wooshka, they were getting yeah. stuck in. Well, I know if you want to pot the New Zealand form lines, and, and fair enough, but she did beat a horse by what four lengths last time. He's come out and won a Group One by five lengths since, so it's not bad. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Sky Have a great day. Can't awesome wait busy. for it. Favourite yeah. day of the year. Unreal. Thank you. Uh, Brad Davidson, Darren Fidel. Thank you, guys. Just a quick um, answer there to Gordon, who says, I asked a question about incentivise earlier. How about an answer? I gave an answer, Gordon. You might have walked away from the radio, but I'll give it again. Uh, Peter Lawrence, part owner, told me he is going great and will be back for the autumn for sure probably was a bit overcautious through the spring. So that's fine with Incentivise. And um, hopefully you're listening there, Gordon. He's going great and he's back for the autumn for sure. Hurls. All right. uh, Races one and two at Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm today. If your horse loses, simple as that, you've got a bonus bet back up to $50. So that's six races there. You get a free shot at the stump. Now, where do I start um, here as far as uh, other markets are concerned? We'll go with the Jockey's Challenge. Uh, Huey Bowman's at $2.20. Tommy Berry at $4.650. Any other jockey option. Jamie Carr at $7. Rachel King, $19.15. Brent Navdulla, Timmy Clark at 19 and Zach Lloyd at 23. The behind the gates multi has gone but uh, look there's plenty of specials still available. Go to sports and today's offers. Uh, now I'll just rattle off a couple here. Uh, Lost and Running and Chain of Light both to run top four. You're getting $3. Uh, In Secret and Sharp and Smart to run top four down at Flemington. Uh, you're getting $3.50 as well. So there's a stack of markets available uh, there. Now I'll just mention a couple of other things before before I go, Rich, uh, if you want a recap of all of our uh, tipsters tips for the day, go to Sky Racing, and on the left-hand side, you've got Menu and you've got Sky Expert Tips. So it covers pretty much every single meeting across the country. The one person's tips that aren't there are Dean Lester's, and we know he's got a huge following. However, if you go to your tab app or on the website and you select uh, the race, any race there at Flemington, you'll see an icon that says Preview, and Dean Lester gives his thoughts on each of the races. And I noticed in race number one, his value bet of the day there is Liberty Steps. It's currently $16. Head to tab for all those details. Enjoy your racing. It's going to be a fantastic day. Can't wait. Thanks, Hells. See you during the week. week. All right, there is uh, Andrew Hurley, all those latest tab markets. A couple of change of tactics coming through or changes of tactics. Race four, number five, Hammer On to be ridden further forward. Race two, number eight, 10 Bells to be ridden further forward with the option to lead. And race nine, number 21, La Mer, to settle further forward from an inside barrier. Short break here, three minutes past 11. Paul Ambrosoli and the Debordley quiz not far off.